Welcome, everyone. I'm Gary McKillops, and this is Sports Across the Board. Our guest today is coming back to Sports Across the Board. He's Jeff Francoeur. After 12 seasons in the big league, six with the Atlanta Braves, he now serves as a TV analyst for the Braves and is also doing color work for TBS during the season and the playoffs. Jeff, welcome back to Sports Across the Board. Thank you for having me, man. Fun time of year. Yes. Oh, it sure is. You know, a year ago at this time when we talked, you said, and you were pretty adamant about it, that something had to change as far as the time of games, and you were advocating the pitch clock. And lo and behold, that's happened, and it's been a great thing, I guess, right? Oh, it's been wonderful, man. And, you know, between us, I'm so happy they're keeping it for the postseason. You know, God, I think, I honestly was worried that we'd get back a little bit. You'd have people taking time. And I just think people are enjoying. You haven't lost any action in the game. Uh, like I said, if anything, you, to me, you've enhanced the game. You've taken out a lot of those minutes that, you know, were just kind of a waste of time. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the other changes? You know, the bases being enlarged and uh, what else? There were a couple of other things that happened this year. I, yeah, I like the bases. You know, I, I didn't honestly think it would be that big of a deal, but I will tell you, I've noticed that a few more people are trying to steal here and there. So I think that's been a good thing for what's going on. So I look, I'm, I'm all for it. And, uh, you know, I've really enjoyed being able to, you know, to watch and see it all happen. Have the players, any of them, uh, said they didn't like it or is it pretty much unanimous that they're for it? Man, I've heard most of the players actually enjoy it. And I think they're fine with it. I, I think the same thing, they've liked how the game has sped up. There's been action. And I think the players also, between us, Gary, realize the benefits that it's brought for fans. And I think how many times we've seen two, two hours, five minutes, and you go into the eighth inning. And I think by doing that, people are locked in. They're not going away to look at something else or to, to look, to, to get involved in something else. So I think it's had a really good thing, you know, at the end of the day. I just saw something posted today that uh, in 2000, I guess in 21, there were some 500 games over three hours and 30 minutes. This year, it's down to like 20-some, and that is incredible. This has been the oh. biggest change in, in maybe in the history of baseball. I, I agree. You know, look, I think uh, when you look at everything that happens in our game, you know, a lot of it's by who was the commissioner, what happened, how did they do it. And I, I really think for Rob Manfred, you know, his stamp on this game is going to be the pitch clock when, he, when he's all said and done and about how he, you know, moved the game forward. In that aspect, it wasn't going backwards. That's a huge thing for baseball and a huge thing for, like I said, just for fans and for the younger generation. Doesn't let your baseball purist, my dad, he's going to watch the game no matter what. Mm-hmm. He loves it, whether it's two hours, 30 minutes, or three hours, 40 minutes. To me, it's getting that mid level fan all of a sudden now, like I said, you're, you're bringing them back. I just think it's been really good. Has the size of the bags made much difference as far as a guy like Acuna? Or is he just so fabulous that no matter what, he'd still see a lot of those bases? I think you'd see a lot of those bases no matter what with him. I think the thing that it's done with him and some of these other people is it's given the ability to want to steal more. Mm-hmm. Because they know chances are I'm, I'm going to get there more times than not. And so I think that's been one of the keys is that it's made these guys want to steal bases, want to, to make more impact in the game. And I think it's good. I think it's going to be so much fun this postseason because we haven't seen a postseason where the stolen base has been key in forever. I think I did that 
ALCS last year between the Yankees and Astros. I think there were two stolen bases in the four games. Mm-hmm. And so I just think it's going to be cool to see. That's going to be a big part. You're going to see late innings. Some guy get on and I'm telling you, he's going to try to steal second and third within the first three, four pitches. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that the pitcher can only throw over the first twice, right? That's got to help. Oh, I think all that's going to help. That I, Another one that, you know, you're asking about was the shift. I, I think it's been great to see. We've seen more good play than on SportsCenter again on defensive plays that we, to be honest with you, weren't seeing for a while because guys weren't able to get in position to make those plays, and now you're seeing them do it. Do you think baseball is the toughest sport? You played football, at least in high school, and almost had a scholarship to Clemson, but you turned it down. But is it still the toughest sport to play, do you think? I think it's the toughest because of the length of the season, man. I mean, people people don't understand what August is like when you hit that period, man, and you're just continuing to grind, continuing to go. A lot of people just do not understand how long a season gets. And so, you know, people forget that, the travel schedule. I don't do every road trip. Obviously, I do some of them, but... Even for me, man, I, I sometimes forget, like, good Lord, man, we get in at three in the morning and people are like, oh, well, you can sleep till noon. But for a lot of these guys now, they got kids, they got routine. So maybe they do sleep. But if you've ever done it, sleeping from three to 10 is a lot different than sleeping from 11 to 630 in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your time clock just gets all out of whack, man. And so I think for a lot of these guys, you know, people forget what a long season it is. Do you think teams like in September? Some of them who are out of competition, they just kind of give up on the whole thing. I mean, they're just so gassed. Or do you think by the time you step out on the field, no matter what, you're still going to give it all? I think those guys give it their all. I think what you could say, and you're seeing it as teams like the Yankees are teams that are out of it. They don't have anything to prove anymore. You know, they're kind of done where a lot of these younger teams, look, you got guys right now, the Pirates, Nats. You know, Royal this team, you just sold the Royal Sweet Diastros, a huge three-game series. Because those guys are playing for their jobs next year. They they know that they have to play well if they want a job next year. So I, I think that's a, a big difference, too, you're seeing that. You know, speaking of the playoffs, and we'll talk a little bit more about the Braves in just a couple of minutes, but do you think there's almost too many playoff games now? You know, back in the day, of course, if you won the your division, if you won the American League, you went to the World Series. Now you have to go through so many hurdles to get there and you can get uh, ambushed anywhere along the way. So what do you think of the playoff system as it is? I, I don't think there is personally, but then again, I'm the type of guy that if you're going to add teams like this, because you think about it, the last week of the season now is, is very interesting. I mean, you've got tons of teams that have the ability to make the playoffs where, you know, years ago, you never had that. So I, I do think that, you know, makes things a little more interesting. And I will tell you, like, sometimes I wish that, you know, you'd have the old school wild card game and then do, you know, three best of seven series, mm-hmm. you know, the NLDS, the NLCS and the play. I, I hate to sometimes how it's only that, that first round's five games, man. And even during a season, you look at like the Astros, you know, they're a much better team than the Kansas City Royals. Well, they just beat them in three games. Yeah, mm-hmm. seven game series, it's a lot tougher to beat someone. But in the five game series, you tend to see that happen. Think about the Braves and the Dodgers. They were both the one and two seeds last year, and they got knocked out quick. The wild card is how many games? Five? 
The wild card's best of three now. Three, okay. So that first round is best of three, and then after that, it goes to best of uh, five. So the NLD and ALDS, and then after that, it goes to best of seven for the CS and the World Series. Mm -hmm. So a lot of baseball to come. The Braves, fortunately, are in it. Uh, get locked up, uh, you know, the home team advantage for the entire series. But they've got some problems right now, and mainly a couple of their key pitchers. Let's talk a little bit first about Max Breed, who's got that blister injury. What have you been hearing? How do you think he's going to do? I, you know what? They're fine with them. I think that would be the scary one if they felt different. But everybody I've talked to, they feel comfortable with where he's at. You know, they said it's like anything. He's just got to get over this little part with the blister to get it under control. He's starting to do that. So I think that they feel comfortable with that. Charlie Morgan, on the other hand, you know, his is more structural where it's kind of that right index finger, which for him is big throwing that curveball because there's so much pressure uh -huh. that he puts on that finger. So Charlie on there, and I think is a little more alarming. I think you're a little more of like, man, I, I hope this is going to be okay. You know, but from everything I've heard, Charlie, if they get to the NLCS, should be fine to pitch a game there. And everything I've heard, Max Breed is lined up for, for game two of that NLDS, and I think he'll be fine. I, I've talked to Max. I've talked to some other guys. If this was a playoff game today, he would be pitching. Mm. But the last thing he wants to do is open that thing wide up. Yeah. yeah. I guess people don't appreciate how important that is, even a blister, because it's not like you can just put a Band-Aid on it and go pitch. No, you can't. You can't hide. You can't wear a Band-Aid out there. And so it's like, you know, what you got is what you, what you got. Mm-hmm. We've got Strider, who's having an incredible season, 20 games and uh, a zillion strikeouts. Yeah. You feel good. You go in a five-game series and you tell yourself you throw Matt, uh, Strider game one and four because the off days, you throw three, two, and five. And look, Greg Zelder, you, you're, all you're going to ask him to do is give you five innings. You know, you don't have to give me seven. If you do, great. But you're going to count on him to pitch game three. And look, the guy was an all-star this year. So... He might not have the dazzling stuff that Freed and Strider do, but I think he also showed you he had a pretty good year, and I think he'll I think he'll really welcome the opportunity. Look, he's a bulldog, man. He's from Texas. Not a lot rattles. I believe that. Now, even with these, you know, pitching problems, which aren't really that bad, but do you think that power that the Braves offense can overcome almost any pitching issues they have because they're just so strong? To a certain extent, to a certain extent, right? When, when you're facing Zach Wheeler, for instance, you know, it's work cut out. And I'm not saying you're not going to score runs, and I'm not saying you can't hit home runs, but you do have to keep the score reasonable for your team to kind of make up. Now, there's there are going to be a few games, I think, if the Braves are able to make it into the CS and the World Series, where, look, that offense slug, and they might put eight, nine, ten runs up. And then, and then that helps you out big time. So, again, I talked to Snit. And as, as Brian Stedker told me, if you give me two games of Spencer Strider, two games of Max Reed, and one game of Bryce Elder mm -hmm. in our offense, if we can't get to the next round, then you know what? That's our own fault. And I, I think that's a great way to look at it. You know, this team has been the best team in baseball for the most part since probably mid to late May. Mm -hmm. And and they've done it all year long. And now, you know, you we always talk about it, you know, April, sometimes that postseason can be a flip of the coin but with that being said you, you still feel comfortable with some of these guys that they're going to be throwing out there you know it's interesting that even though the braves are noting for all the home runs they're hitting 
they don't rely on the home run completely. They get a lot of hits. I mean, look at Olsen's doubles and, and all that. I mean, it seems like home runs are nice, but they don't rely on them. The biggest difference in this year's team to last year's team, look, last year's team had tons of home runs too. They, they loaded up the morning. The biggest difference I noticed is the strikeout rate. And if you really go dig in, it's been that way for Ronald. It's been that way for Olsen. It's been that way for Avi. All those guys' strikeout numbers have gone down. And because of that, they're putting the ball in play. They're getting a lot more action. And, and quite frankly, it's, it's been a win-win. And I think when you get to the playoffs, you know, that's what you have to do. You have to be able to put the ball in play. So you put that with the others. Man, I'm telling you, you put a lot of pressure on that pitching staff on the other side. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's huge. Who do we see challenging the Braves? Who do you think the strongest teams are out there? Our number one, the Dodgers. Um, but anytime you got to line up with Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and Clayton Kershaw and some of that bullpen, there's a reason they're going to win right at about 100 games, too. Very strong club. They're a strong team. Probably see the Braves in prime time quite a bit this, this time around, huh? It will be. You know, when you think about it, man, you look over at the American League and and you got, you know, no Yankees, no Red Sox, you know, the teams that you're used to seeing aren't there. Let's talk about home runs a little bit more. Some of the guys who are hitting them don't appear to be the guys who are big, muscular, and have a lot of power. What, what makes a good home run hitter? I mean, you got guys like Olsen. He doesn't look like he's, uh, you know, he's the most, he's not a Ted Klazinski, yeah. let's put it that well, way. And it's having the right contact swing, Gary. It's, it's having the right approach. And I, I liken it to golf. Think about Rory McIlroy and some of these guys, Ricky Fowler. You mm -hmm. know, look at their size. And they absolutely crush the ball. And people have asked me, how do they do that? And it's the same kind of thing for me there. They got the right technique. They're good at their crap. They know how to do it. And it shows. And I think... You know, that's, that's what you're seeing from some of these Braves hitters, Ozzy Albies. He's got quick hands and can get the bat to the zone. You know, and when you do that, man, I'm telling you, you totally change stuff on the other side and they're able to do that. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I'm taking golf lessons right now, which so far has yeah. been kind of a disaster. I, I, played, <laughs> I played a long time ago. I quit. And then I said, if I go back, I've got to take some lessons. But it's interesting because, again, like my sons are very good golfers. They never took a lesson in their lives. So a lot of it is just innate ability, right? Same way with batters. Uh, you can't teach a lot of this stuff. Is that, is that true? Oh, absolutely. You know, you're born with it. I mean, there's no doubt there's a lot of God-given talent to these guys. Don't get me wrong. They're great at what they do. But it's natural hand coordination. It's natural upper body strength. For some of these guys like Ronald, He'll look at his legs when he's out there. They're so strong, such got such a good base on them. So I think you you get some of that stuff too. And it's so big for these hitters. You know, when you have the right technique and your body's in great shape, man, you can do some amazing things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the the batting coach and the pitching coach, they're dealing with such high caliber talent that their role is basically just to kind of tweak things, right? Oh, for sure. Think about it. When you look at Spencer Strider on the mound out there, I mean, those legs are unbelievable. You see right where he gets his power from. And that's the biggest difference in the game today. The athletes now, they do such a good job because of the information and recovery 
on being in great shape, having the ability to do that, it just makes such a big difference. And, and you see it more than ever today. There's a, a young pitcher by the name of Hurston Waldrop. Is he going to be in the yep. postseason? You know, I don't think so. And the only reason I'd say is, is Gary, he's thrown 130-something innings and went to the College World Series with the, with Florida. And it's like, you, you throw so much. Those guys, since the first day of January in college, were just going hard and hard and hard. Man. And I just don't think, from talking to everybody I've talked to, he is going to have every opportunity to be in that rotation next year at some point, whether that's out of spring training or whether that's in June or July. But that's a lot to ask of a young kid. And, you know, you got Bryce Elder, you got those guys who have done what they've done. Okay, so you put them on the roster, you know, and say he gets a, a mop-up inning here or there. You know, to start his time clock, to put that kind of pressure on him, you know, it's been a long year. He's got up to AAA. He's accomplished everything the Braves want him to accomplish. And so I, I think that's going to be one of those, go have a great offseason, go back to the University of Florida and tell all your friends that you're going to be pitching next year in the big leagues. <laughs> what about Brad Hand? They're going to keep him because he's a lefty, do you think? Oh, I think so for sure. And actually, I, I think he's going to be a great other lefty. You know, on that day that Bryce Elder pitches, again, I feel comfortable that this, this lineup and this team is built for October. They hit home runs, but they also get on base. They don't strike out. And that's the perfect thing. And so you always worry about the pitching. But you know what? At the same time, Venter, Iglesias, these guys have plenty of experience. Jesse Chavez, I think him getting back, I think he's going to play a huge part in this rotation or in this uh, playoff series coming up. So to see him be healthy and pitch two good outings, I think all that points you in the right direction. You know, the uh, games you guys did together, you and Chipper and Glavin, Smoltz, Fabulous, yeah. fabulous television. I didn't see the second one, but I did see the first one, and I think it's one of the more enjoyable games I've watched. Are you going to do that again? We are. We're going to do that a couple times next year again. Um, you know, we have more fun with that. And I think the cool thing is, is yes, we made fun of each other and we had our laughs, but, you know, getting perspective on those guys, on some of the great players we had, mm -hmm. what a great broadcast. And, and again, I think it showed you two things. That is, you can do it every once in a while if you get the right people, mm -hmm. but be that Brandon Godden's job is very safe. <laughs> yeah. I think he's got to be just fine. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Although you guys provided a great diversion, that's for sure. And, uh, yeah. and, and dropping in those video clips and everything, I think was really great too. So oh, we had, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, now your postseason work, you're going to be doing what the N NLDS, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll be doing the NLDS and the LCS, but we found out me and Brian Anderson will be on the call for the NLDS mm -hmm. with the Braves. And then Bob Costas and Ron Darling will be out in LA on the Dodgers. And then uh, Ron will, uh, me, Ron, and BA will call the uh, NLCS. So mm -hmm. again, for me, just like in 2021, hopefully I'll have a chance to be at home a lot during the playoffs. There you go. So who, who, which network has the series this year? Uh, GBS. Uh, GBS switches every year because, you know, it's kind of funny because I've talked to a small chain, a few of those guys, you know, and Fox will be doing the American League and, you know, he's laughing because he's like, who knows? We might be in Baltimore one day and Seattle the next, yeah. you know, who knows? But, yeah. you know, I will tell you this. I know 
And all everybody loves the big teams, the Red Sox, the Yankees, but it is fun to see some of these new fresh, fresh blood come. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting, uh, again, to watch the ratings and all that. And it's a tough time yep. of year because everything's going on, you know, but, but baseball's but it's a all, great time of year. Oh, it's fabulous. <laughs> yeah. If you love college football and the, the, the pros and, and the NFL and the playoffs, this is October is my favorite month of the year. You got it. You got it. One final question. You don't like uh, bullpen cards, huh? Or you do like them? Um, I do love them, man. I think it's great. I think it adds character to the game. And Jesse apologized to me about 15 times because he said he was all ready to do it, but he thought he was going to come into a fresh inning. And he said when he ran out there in the middle, he said he panicked and forgot it. So I'm going to make him uh, buy me a steak dinner along the way to make up for it. There you go. Jesse Chavez you're talking about, right? Yep. Yep. There you go. Well, great, Jeff. This has been fabulous for Frenchie. It's great to talk to you again, as always. And uh, we certainly Look hope we'll be forward to it, man. I can't wait till next time. Sounds great. Appreciate it. Enjoy the Bye, rest buddy. of your day. Thanks, man. There you Good go. Time. Thank you. Our guest has Bye. been Jeff Francoeur. I'm Gary McKillops, and this has been Sports Across the Board. You've been listening to Sports Across the Board. Join us next time as we take you behind the scenes on everything from the big events and the big issues to discoveries that are changing the world of sports. Sports Across the Board is an exclusive presentation of the McKillops Group. If you like what you've heard, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.